Welcome to the Equipus Church Surrey podcast. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Simon. I'm an Equippers College student, and I'm really a privilege to just stand here in front of you guys and talk tonight about something that I've learned in college, something that's really uh, real, and something so um, really that's gripped my heart. And that is about really um, find, uh, seeking God and finding everything. And I think this is just such a, a really powerful thing about about this. And it comes from the verse Matthew, and I'll go about I'll go and talk about that in a bit. But I really want to illustrate what this means with an illustration um, about about a sun and a person facing the sun. And as the sun um, beams on this person, there's shadows that fall. And really, this person is us, and the sun represents God. And what happens when we seek God? When we, what happens when we put God first in our lives? We face the sun, and what happens is all of our problems, all of our concerns, all of our issues, they fall behind us. They're not in our sight anymore. And when you feel the sun, you feel the, the effects of it and all of the, the amazing benefits. You feel healthy, you feel joyful, you feel free. And you don't see the, the shadows anymore because it's not a priority anymore. If you don't face the sun, you kind of see your shadows. You're behind, when the sun is behind you, you see the shadows and that's not putting God first so that's what I want to say and oftentimes we kind of seek the wrong things first we and uh, we often find um, try to complete our lives and make a fulfillment over the wrong things you know trying to get um, popular trying to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and I'm sure um, some people and I, I my, me myself have experienced that and you know the world doesn't really offer the full answer I'm going to tell you all now that Jesus offers the real answer Jesus fulfills Jesus is the person that completes me and I'm sure it completes all of you So, before Bible college, when um, I was also having my own dreams, we were talking about dreams and the theme of dreams. And really, when we, I was, I was, I admit, I was putting the, my dream first. I wasn't putting and seeking God first. And um, you know, I wanted to be financially free and start a business, work on my dreams, and start my passions. And then, when I when I finished that, I will then go ahead and pursue God and seek God. But then that's not that's not right. That wasn't, that's not what God wants of us. That's not what God destines for all of us. And actually, when we seek God first, when we put him in, um, in our lives in the first place, things start to happen. Things start to shift in our lives. You know, I was start, when I became um, putting God first, I just felt healthier. I felt where I'm meant to be, called and in my purpose. I felt my dreams actually come to life. You know, I felt my visions and my dreams expand, my heart being full. I can see the passion and the compassion of Jesus in my life and in my world and that is really important that's more than I could have ever done if I actually seek my own dreams first that only led to strife that only led to struggle doing things by myself it wasn't the real answer so Matthew 6 33 is where all this preach um, ties together but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you it says seek first it's not second not third not fifth place seek God first it's not putting your time and then putting God in there and slotting God in there it's putting God at the first top slot and saying I'm going to put you first God I'm going to put you as a priority in my life you know where can we put God as a priority I'm just going to challenge you that today and it's really awesome because in this verse 
it shows that Jesus didn't, in this verse, the context of this verse is uh, Matthew, and it's really taught, Jesus talking to his disciples about worry. His disciples are worrying about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink. And what Jesus doesn't say is, oh, just don't worry. Jesus didn't say that. He said, actually replace your worry with seeking God's kingdom first. And then all these things will be added to you. You know, it's, it's really important that we do that. And... It's, it's really good that when we, when we put God first, all the necessities that when we eat, when we drink, what we wear, you know, it doesn't even have to matter about what we worry about. It's even the concerns in this world, you know, about, oh, even for me, I was complaining about money. I was like, oh God, how am I going to do this? How, I don't have the money. But when I put God first, I was like, no, my God provides. That is me seeking God. My God provides. I managed to get a bike, managed to um, have the wisdom and budget to save. And like, that was what is seeking God. And that is, in practice what it is you know um, God I don't know what my future holds I'm not sure what's going to happen but God was like no I will I, when I'm seeing God God was like no I will give you comfort I will give you peace in your, in your future so that is really what I want to say and to tie that all together it really is Jesus telling us this um, telling us this verse he, what, is re, what really is is just Jesus saying hey can it just mean me and you nothing in between me the son and you it's just saying, can it just be me and you? Can it, can it just be me and you? So thank you very much. Thank you. That's what I want to say to you today. than in Sparks with the kids. <laughs> um, yeah, for those who don't know me, I'm Simona. I'm originally from Switzerland, but I've been here about two years now, and this last year I've been doing college, Equippers College. Um, and the reason you might not have seen me in the morning service is, is because I'm in the other room with the lovely kids, with the toddlers, and while we're seeing them. <laughs> um, and I thought, since we're talking about dreams, and I'm in Sparks every morning, I would tell you a funny story. So we have this one guy, three-year-old boy. One day he comes into the room. He's very proud. The reason he's proud is because he's wearing a Spider-Man costume. And it's not just any costume, you know. It's, it has padding, and it's like he's pumped. I'm talking biceps, six-packs, even the legs. And it looked absolutely hilarious. And that's how we found out his dream is to become Spider-Man when he grows up. Yeah, but just like, I find it amazing how those little kids already have dreams. And we never really stop dreaming, but what sometimes happens is that we stop dreaming big. But that's not what God has for us. God wants us to dream big. And that's why this message, or this little message is called Dare to Dream. Dare to Dream Big. And if I had to... You know, put my college testimony into a few words, it would be this. It's God telling me to dare to dream, dream big. So, <laughs> let me take you back to about a bit more than a year ago. I haven't made a decision to do college yet, but actually I signed up to do uni back in Switzerland. I was going to become a teacher. Um, and then God was like, hey, I think you should do college. Um, and I knew God was asking me for a sacrifice. And I knew God wasn't just asking me to push my plan back a year, but actually God asked me to sacrifice my whole plan. He asked me to let go of control. He asked me to lay it down in front of him and give him control over my future. And so I did. I made that sacrifice. 
and I started college and I was absolutely lost. I've had a dream to be a teacher since like third grade. And I've always had that stability looking forward, that structure around my future. Oh, I'm gonna become a teacher and that's what my life was gonna look like. But all of a sudden, I didn't anymore. I didn't, I knew I was gonna do college for a year, but afterwards, I don't know. Um, and I think we can all relate to that. I think we all have those moments where we feel just absolutely lost. Maybe God has asked you to sacrifice a dream as well, or maybe you had a dream and it didn't work out, or it's just very hard to follow and hold that dream up to God. But that's where God comes in. Let me take you to Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has a plan for your life. And it's not just like, I feeling lost and God comes, here's a plan for you, no. God has prepared a plan for your life before you were even born. He has thought carefully about what your life was gonna look like before you were even born. Before, even, before you were even born, God had this dream for your life, what he wants to do in you and through you. And during college, that was what God started to reveal to me. He started to, every now and then, drop in, give a little hint of that dream he has for my life. And every now and then, and looking back now, I just have such a clearer picture of what God dream, God's dream is for my life. And as I started college lost, now I'm dreaming a big dream. I'm dreaming a dream that is better than what I could have ever imagined. I'm dreaming a dream that is bigger than I would have ever dared to dream. I have more joy. I feel more alive. I'm purpose-driven. And that's what you can have because God has a plan for you. Ephesians 2.10 says, good works. God has a good plan for your life. It's not just any plan, it's a good plan. It's bigger than what you could ever think of and it's better than what you would dare to dream. And you know, don't be afraid to dream big. Don't be afraid to let go because it's worth it. It's worth it. I tell you from my experience, I'm sure you can go around and ask in church, Pastor Mark, Pastor Monica, when they follow God, it's worth it. It's worth it because the dreams God has for your life are so much better than what you could ever think of. So my challenge to you in the next week, in the next few days, take some time out, sit down with God and ask him, what is your dream for my life? And then get excited about it. And don't be afraid to dream that dream. Dare to dream that dream God has for your life. Thank you. Well, if you've not met me, my name's Sam, and uh, I'm also, surprisingly, an Equipers College student. Um, and me and my wife, Nicola, we, we lead the youth and the young adult ministry here at Equipers as well, which we absolutely love. And um, I'm sure many of you are kind of asking the question, um, what are our Equipers College students going to do next? What's the next step for each one of our college students? And some of you will know, you'll have chatted to them, they'll have filled you in. Well... I'll let you in on what my next step is, and it's a very short-term next step because next week, me and Nicola, we're going to go on holiday. Yay! Very excited. 
Now, to get to this holiday, we have done, we've just gone, you know, we've been sensible and within budget to get to where we want. So we're, we're heading to the very glamorous Luton Airport. Yes. And we'll be flying the very glamorous EasyJet. Yes. I can't wait. Um, all that leg room. Now, if we wanted to, on our holiday, on our flight, uh, we could have gone for the Dreamliner experience. The Dreamliner experience. If you, uh, here's a, let's have a look at our, a picture of a Dreamliner for us. And there it is. Look at that. Now, these things, things, right? Dreamliners are like the ultimate experience. Okay? This is the way to fly anywhere on a Dreamliner. I did some research. Let me tell you a little bit about a Dreamliner. Everyone gets more space on a Dreamliner. Okay? It is apparently 60% more quiet than a standard plane. Can you believe that? It has got state-of-the-art TV. It's got mood lighting in it. Check out this. The windows are 30% larger than a standard plane. It's a pretty, yeah, it's serious. You can go a bit more fancy. You can go to uh, business class. You get your own bed. You get a three-course meal with cheese, yeah? <laughs> I know. It's not a baby bell either. It's serious cheese. <laughs> you get a bar you can walk to. But then you can upgrade this Dreamline experience to the best. You can go first class. And in first class, you get a bed, you get a duvet, you get cutlery, you get loungewear, you get a skincare kit. All of these things are going to be better than the cutlery, loungewear, duvet in your own home. And they're all on this Dreamliner plane. It's amazing. And here's what you've got to do to get onto the Dreamliner experience. Apart from part with a load of cash, we won't worry about that right now. Apart from that, you've just got to get on board. So all you've got to do, all you've got to do to experience the Dreamliner, to experience the very best, is just get on board. And actually, I think through this year at college, that is what the college students and the team and the church have experienced. This sense of looking at this God dream of college and saying, yeah, we're going to go for that. We're going to get on board with that. And really what I want to invite you tonight and ask you that question is actually, is there a God dream? Is there something that God wants to do in your life? Is there a sense of something's happening here? This God dream's going on. And I'm asking you the question tonight, do you want to get on board? Do you want to go where God's going? Now, here's the amazing thing about why I want to encourage you, and the guys have talked about it a little bit already. The God dream really is the Dreamliner experience. It really is that sense of, actually, this is the best journey your life could take when you do it in journey with God. Uh, like Simona said, a God dream is bigger and it's better. And ultimately, it's worth it. That would be the story of every one of our college students to say, yeah, we got on board with the God dream and it was 100% worth it. Um, I love uh, the life of King David and I love the way the Bible helps us to kind of understand the different things he went through and how he related to it. Because you've got the Psalms, which is like David like saying, hey, this is how I feel about stuff. And then you've got the history books, which is basically the explanation of this is how, what David actually went through. And so David gives us a great little bit of information, of insight into kind of his character and his approach to what getting on board with God looked like. So it comes from the Psalms, Psalm 37, verses 3 to 5 from the NLT. And it says this, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. And then I think this is a great invitation to get on board. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. You know, I reckon this idea of getting on board, what does it look like? It looks like what we've just read in that psalm. It looks like to trust God. It looks like to commit to him. 
And I love as well that David shows that actually getting on board releases so much. It releases safety. You will live safely in the land. It releases prosperity. You will live safely in the land and prosper. Um, it releases the, the help, the provision of God. Verse 5, trust him and he will help you. And I love as well that it also brings delight as well. Take delight in the Lord when you get on board with what he's got going on. As I said, you know, college was all about stepping on board to the God dream, stepping on board to something that God was doing. And I bet every one of our students this year has experienced God's protection, has experienced God's provision, has experienced the delight of getting on board, has experienced his protection in everything they've done. But I also know that for them to get there, to get on board, what did they have to do? They had to commit to God. They had to trust him. And that's what getting on board is all about because it's so totally worth it. Let me tell you one more idea of getting on board that I've experienced this year. Um, there was this sense of God doing something amongst our, our youth and especially our older youth, the kind of like uh, year, year nine and upward guys. And these guys are absolute legends. And so there was a sense of like, okay, yeah, God's doing something amongst these people. Maybe we need to start a brand new youth just for older youth. So we'd split youth in half, do a young youth and an older youth. And so Pastor Mark came to me and said, hey, would you like to lead older youth? Now I should say, I've never done youth in my life. It was like kind of like a little badge that I had that basically said, don't ask me to do youth. Um, I was all about the young adults. I was a young adult guy. Love young adults and students. But there was a sense that, yeah, do you know what? This is something to get on board with. Because God's doing something here, so we want to get on board. And I want to just tell you some of the things that actually God's done as we've got on board with what's going on at older youth. Do you, do you know we, went, we did Brave Age, which is like our youth camp. And in that uh, time at Brave Age, across our entire youth, we saw 20 youth say yes to Jesus. It's good. We saw, come on. We saw 20 get filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. On top of that, we had another, just 20, another like stories of youth and God doing stuff, amazing stuff in their lives. And it was just this sense of, yeah, we've got on board and God started doing something amongst these young people. And now I look at our youth. Do you know we've had like, I don't know how many we're on now because I'm starting to lose count, but we're into double figures of our older youth getting baptised just this year, which is awesome. It's so exciting. I've been taking a step forward. God is now building a community of incredible young people who have got so much potential and are going to do amazing things that any of us can't, aren't going to be able to do, but these guys are going to be able to do it. And I really believe that it's because actually there was a group of us who were willing to say, yeah, we're going to get on board with that dream. Because when you get on board with the God dream, it's the greatest journey, it's the greatest experience for you. But actually the amazing thing is, is that you are propelling the kingdom of God forward as you do it as well. And that's what it's all about. It's like the Dreamliner experience is about seeing what God's doing and saying, I'm going to get involved with that. I'm going to go there. And so really I want to finish today by just encouraging you and asking you that question. Where are you right now? And is there a dream that right now you know actually it's time for me to get on board with? Maybe you, you kind of think, actually, do you know what? I don't know where I'm going next or I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe the God dream for you is actually Equippers College. <laughs> but maybe the God dream for you is starting something new. Maybe the God dream for you is, is building a new friendship or a new relationship. Maybe the God dream for you is, is making that shift in your career that you kind of know for a while it's been time to make. And I want to ask, where, where's God pressing? What's he pointing out to you? Where can you step out today? Because there's a God dream, I think, for every one of us. A God-given plan for every one of our lives. And all God asks us to do is get on board. All he asks us to do is get on board. 
would love us to stand. And we're going to pray, and then I think I'd love to sing, actually, as well. So the team will, will come up and, and just... Uh, what I'd love to do is really take a moment. Take a moment to allow you to consider, but to allow you to respond as well. Respond today to the God dream. Make that choice today to say, yeah, I'm going to get on board. So would you mind just closing your eyes for one moment? I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing. Father, I thank you that for every single life in this room, there is a God dream that you're asking us to get on board with. I just thank you first and foremost, God, for how wonderful it actually is. The fact that you look at us and you say, there's someone with purpose and there's someone with potential. And so Jesus, I just want to ask tonight, I know, God, there's people in the room who you want to inspire again tonight, who you want to help dream again tonight. Lord, speak to them right now. Remind them of a dream. For those of you who, who know right now, yeah, there's something. There's something I'm going to get on board with. I want to release over you courage. And I release over you bravery and boldness. But I want to release over you as well an ability to trust God tonight. To commit your entire life to Him as you get on board with this journey. What I'd love for us to do is we're going to sing. And as we sing, if you know that tonight, yeah, I'm going to respond. I'm going to say yes to this God dream. I'm going to get on board with what God's doing. Then can I encourage you? Can you give it all your all as you sing? Can you give it your all as you worship tonight? Can you give it your all to say, God, I'm going after what you're going to do tonight. I'm going to go after everything you've got. God, I'm going to get on board with your good you're doing. So come on, we're going to start to lift our voices. We're going to start to worship. And I believe this room is going to be full of people getting on board with what God's doing. The kingdom of God's going to move forward tonight because you're saying yes to him. So come on, let's start to sing. Let's start to declare. Come on. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like to connect with Equippers Church, then please visit equippers.co.uk and say hello. And if you enjoyed today's message, you can subscribe and share it with a friend.